0: Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. TriCourt Advisors, Inc. is a registered investment advisor. Now, here's Randy Barkley. Welcome to
1: Retirement Unlimited. This is the radio program that is dedicated to helping you make smart decisions about your money. I'm your host, Randy Barkley, and I'm the president of Tricord Advisors. Tricord is a registered investment advisory firm, and we're located in Riverside. I'm a certified financial planner, and I have three other people in my office that are also certified. Uh, We also have Tricord Legal Services, and uh, Jeremiah Lee is the owner and the president of that. He's also a certified financial planner, as well as an estate planning attorney. If you'd like to know more information about our company, just simply go to our website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com or just call the office 951 684 7011. In the midst of all of the chaos of the world, we are still open, folks. So you can get a hold of us five days a week. And if you have any questions or would like to discuss anything you hear or just concerns, we'd be more than happy to sit down and talk. We, uh, we can't sit down. We can actually talk to you. So, um, you know, again, we are putting up with the, um, the issues that we're faced with right now, but we are adaptable. So therefore, we want to be able to provide service to our clients as well as to those people that just would like to have somebody to discuss the financial situation. Um, now, every week, what I do is I divide my program into three parts. The first one is what I refer to as retirement update. The second one is tactical asset management. And the third one is news you can use. Now in the first segment of the program today, I wanna talk about, basically I'm gonna take excerpts from an article as written by Vernon Smith. Now Vernon Smith is a professor at Chapman University and he's also a 2002 Nobel Laureate prize winner. Uh, very, very accomplished individual. And he wrote an article that I just really thought has significance in this day and age. So a lot of what I'm gonna be talking about, I have to attribute to Vernon L. Smith. Now, people are worried about the COVID pandemic's long-term effects on the economy. And they're just, what they're doing is they're just hunkering down their homes. Of course, we've had a mandate by our governments not to leave our home, and if we do leave our home, Uh, We have to be covered. We have to be protected. We need to protect ourselves as well as to protect other people. Now, all this news out there isn't all bad. And there are economic blessings. uh, Consumers, you know, you and I, we've gone into stores and we've bought, you know, from supermarkets and drugstores. Those people that are working in those entities and those companies, they're prospering. Workers in those industries are prospering too. So, again, What's happening is certain businesses are continuing to thrive during this period of time. We are going to have this, this uh, disconnect, and it's going to become much more evident as our economy moves forward. And what, what is referred to in, in our, our understanding of economics is that we have, this, we have this unsurpassed power of observation, judgment, and reasoning. This was talked about by Adam Smith in his book called The Theory of Moral Sentiments and it is the it is the it's the difference between joy and sorrow. In other words, when we have a disproportionate understanding of those two emotions, when we have joy of course we're always looking towards that which is that's going to improve our situation. But in sorrow our distress is far greater when we fall from a better situation to a worse one. So when we start to go through some of these these Changes and these contractions, we have a tendency to want to immediately pull in. We have immediately get away from the marketplace. And what happens is that, generally speaking, we are more concerned about the downside and its costs than we are about the upside and its relief. Now, everybody should be learning from this, but unfortunately, most people don't. They continue to make the same mistakes again and again. And this is what we refer to as confirmation bias. It's almost a form of self-deceit, and it it causes most of the problems in the world because they're ignoring what is perceived and what should be looked at as fact. And what goes on within the world right now and what's going on economically, is that it's hastening the decline of old patterns. So companies that were automatically on a slow decline already, and those are the companies that we can look at. Well, what's happened with this coronavirus, with this pandemic, it is hastening their decline. What's going to happen is there's going to be a, a reshifting, an a adaptation of what goes on in the future. And what you're going to see is old patterns will be pushed out and new patterns, new services will come in. So as the crisis unfolds, Don't think of the decline in labor and product markets, rather think of the churn, the growth and the survival of what is happening. We neither have a feeble society nor a feeble economy. If if you look beyond yourself and your family and your friends, think of those countries like North Korea and Venezuela. You know, we can still go into a store and we can pick pretty much whatever we want, even in this pandemic. Yes, there's some shortages, But by and large, we have freedom of choice and we have abundance. In those countries that I mentioned, they are used to empty shelves. And what they're going through right now is not dissimilar to what they've gone through because of the bad government and the structure they have in their life financially. The crisis is going to be felt mainly by businesses offering final demand consumer goods and services. People are gonna rent hotel rooms, they're going to rent airplane seats, and they are not going to hold these assets for resale. As much pain as airlines, hotels, and their consumers are experiencing now, these businesses aren't in long-term decline. Now, once the pandemic passes and the vaccines and treatments appear, people are going to be ready to go out and spend for services, like travel and hotels. So therefore, the the, the encouragement here is don't despair. This economic crisis will pass, and pass quickly, once the clampdown is lifted, especially if the financial shock is reduced by fiscal and monetary relief, which it is right now. A more common post-crisis question will be whether a policymaker overreacts and with fear and certainty, where will it be at the right? Now, we're not gonna know the answer to that, but at the same point in time, we have to be concerned about it. The world is complicated, but we live in a world in America, in the United States of America, that we have gone through crises in the past, and we always adapt, and we're going to adapt from this also. So I'm trying to get to the point here, and have you understand there is hope for tomorrow. There is hope for what is going to happen, not what is happening right now. And for those of you that feel like you're in a world of despair, let me be the first one to tell you that this is normal. This is washing out the old and is allowing the new to accelerate and become the better and more focused future for our economy. If you'd like to know more about this, And what I'm talking about, give me a call at my office. My phone number is 951-684-7011. Or if you'd like to simply have a copy of this article, it's called, The Economy Will Survive the Coronavirus, is is part of what I've taken a lot of my points in this this part of the radio program from this article by Vernon L. Smith. Stay tuned for my next section. I'm gonna talk about tactical asset management. Period, and if you have primarily a stock portfolio, and you are seeing the downturn, is what I refer to in the um, in the pre you know the previous section of the program. It's called confirmation bias. If you believe, like when the market was continuing to go up throughout 2019, as well as in the first part of 2020, if you say, well, stocks are always going to rise, there was concerns right from the first of the year because of valuations, and we started to take some profit and started to setting aside some additional cash. Again, we thought the risk for 2020 was gonna be political. We didn't think anything about a pandemic until it came upon us over the horizon. But when you buy stocks, you automatically take on what we refer to as equity risk premium. Now, equity risk premium is that you get rewarded for taking risk, but you also have to be aware that when you buy stocks, that there can be times when that risk will come to roost. And like right now, we're seeing that because a big part of investing, unfortunately, from the sell side is emotional. And people get whipshod. They don't know exactly where to go and what they do. So they sell at the worst possible time. And they also buy at the worst possible time. They they completely push aside what, what is practically what is known as good fundamental analysis and they make decisions based upon what they feel. So either fear or greed comes into the process, and what happens is you end up, end up losing money because you're making decisions based upon an emotional value, rather than an economic value, or what we refer to as intrinsic value. Now the trouble is that stocks right now, because of the volatility, they're looking pretty terrible. But if you would have invested decades ago, and if you would have remained in a stronger position, again, as you get older, uh, we, have, we have a comment in our office is that you only have to get rich once. So once you have enough capital to sustain your uh, lifestyle, the ability to produce the income that you need in order to go forward, there's no reason to take unusual risk unless that's something that you want to do. Uh, this, this goes back to conversations I had at the beginning of the year with many clients. We, we analyzed their portfolio and I said, your realized rate of return or what you needed to make on your money really wasn't as high as what you've had in the past. So therefore, we suggested to many clients to de-risk. And most of them took our advice. We actually reduced the exposure to equities and increased the amount of bonds and shorter term interest rate holdings that would be more uh, stable during times like what we're going through. But I also had some that said, no, I want to keep it out there. I want to be able to make a higher rate of return, I don't want to tolerate a lower rate of return. And when they did that, what they did is they exposed themselves. Now some of those same clients that I'm talking to in the last couple of weeks, they're saying, "Did I make a bad did I make a bad decision?" And and I have to encourage them and say, "No, you didn't make a bad decision, but you have to give yourself time." And you cannot react to the moment what's going on right now. So if you feel like your greed got ahead of you and now you're into fear and you wanna sell everything, you are playing right into the hands of what the market will actually take away from you, any kind of potential gain that you're gonna get over time. As I've talked about in the first segment of the program, we're gonna get through this. So time is really on your side. So therefore, if you're patient and you tolerate some fluctuation in values, you're gonna be rewarded for that. But at the same point in time, you have to be careful that you don't get so wrapped up in your day-to-day uh, observation of what's going on and you allow that to make your decisions. Some of the best investment people I've, I've talked to in the world, they've said, you buy when you absolutely feel it's the worst possible thing. Your gut is just turning on you and you are concerned and fearful. It's probably the evidence of when you should be buying. At the same point in time, you should be selling when you're almost euphoric. When you feel like you have the blue skies in front, the birds are singing, everything is going well, is probably the time when you should be harvesting. Again, from a, from a risk standpoint or a management of risk is what people do almost opposite. We spend a great deal of time trying to figure out what the valuation of things are. And oftentimes when, when the market goes up like it has through 2019 and into the first part of 2020, you start to see people that are the, the conversation, the thing that you hear, the the things that you read about, is that the market continually do better. Stocks are always going to do better than bonds, and so therefore you need to buy more stocks because the rate of return on bonds is so low. People forget that bonds are a buffer, and with that we've also in the past we have done a lot with annuities. I sat down with a client the other day and we bought an annuity about 15 years ago. That annuity has been. Um, steady and 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 true has made anywhere between 5 and 6% on an annualized basis and this particular client we put in $100,000 years ago is now worth almost $200,000 today and she said it doesn't go down i said no it doesn't so i said it is part of your portfolio i remember a client told me she's you know we talk about the stock market back in 2008 when it was really volatile and i kept pointing back to the bond portfolio or the, or the annuity portfolio. And she says, Well, I don't count that. And I looked at her and I said, I do. I count it very strongly because I said, That's the part of your portfolio that's going to allow you to have, take more risk at appropriate times, but also to mitigate the risk, to moderate the risk when we go through times like this. Nobody's going to time the market perfectly. But as I've talked about in the past, when you look at an investment portfolio, you have to be good, you have to be like a good farmer. You have to know when to plant. Now, the good farmer just doesn't go out in the field at any season and throw the seed on the ground. That would be foolish. And most of us would look at that as a complete absurdity. But what I'm saying is, is that when you're investing, people have a tendency to do that. They buy stocks that, are, that have no proven track record. They are taking risk in areas where they have no knowledge. And they are buying into areas where they're completely are walking into treacherous ground. Those people are going to be handed back very little of their asset when they get all said and done. Whereas, if you take the time and you really study the marketplace and you understand the fundamentals of economics, and the companies that we're buying now and the companies that we're holding on to are the companies that we believe are going to be around a year from now. Now, their market price may go up and down, their values may go up and down, but these are companies that you're going to hold on to for a long, long time. These are the companies that are going to exist tomorrow, and they're going to exist a year from now. And you don't put your bets all in one. Our current clients' portfolios, we have literally 50 to 100 different companies in different sectors that we believe are going to be winners when we get on the other side of this pandemic. If you'd like to know more about what we do and how we manage clients' portfolios through this, give me a call. My phone number is 951-684-7011. Stay tuned for my next section. I'm going to talk about
0: or call Randy Barkley for a no-obligation appointment at 888-627-8371. That's 888-627-8371, retirementunlimited.org. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer.
1: Welcome back. This is the section of the program that I refer to as news you can use. Folks, I have a couple articles that I want to share with you. One of them is written, it's in the New England Journal of Medicine, and this was authored by Bill Gates. Uh, this was published on February 28th of 2020, and um, it was in the perspective section, but it's called Responding to COVID-19, a once-in-a-century pandemic, question mark. And in this article, and I have to, I have to hold up Bill Gates, for those of you that obviously watching, there's the, there was a, uh, I think it was a Netflix, it's called The Mind of Bill Gates. And I have to appreciate, more importantly, I have to appreciate his mother for coming alongside of Bill when he was an adolescent and really guiding him to altruistic and um, uh, just an attitude of what does he do to help mankind and his neighbor, his fellow neighbor. And Bill Gates and his wife, Melinda, through their Gates Foundation, is going to pour in over a billion dollars into a research center to deal with viruses. Now, in this particular article, he talks about the long-term challenges that we will have as a society to invest in disease surveillance and then also to develop safe and effective effective, uh, vaccines and antivirals. But he he goes through this article and talks about some of the technical challenges and also some of the technical solutions. He believes this is a very winnable thing, And particularly if we have government and business working together to come up with extraordinary outcomes. And then coupled with this, there's an article that was in the Wall Street Journal on uh, this was on April the 7th. And it was on the front page. It's called Search for Coronavirus Cure Advances Fast. The virus is faster. But what's important here in this particular article is what is happening in the progress of coming up not only with antiviral, but also with vaccines. And for this, I am very hopeful. Now, again, I don't wanna minimize the, um, the risk that we are in right now with this, with coronavirus, particularly for those people that are more vulnerable, the older, the infirmed. Uh, I, I'm very alarmed at certain segments of our society that are affected more, uh, seems like a higher percentage of illness as well as death rate amongst the African-American community, as well as the Hispanic community. Uh, there's going to be a lot of um, uh, head scratching and research on that. And why that is why it's so disproportionately affecting that particular segment of our of our society. Um, at the same point in time, what this particular article talks about, both of these, and particularly the Wall Street Journal article, it talks about how much research is being done and how they are leapfrogging over what would normally take months maybe even years to get the testing, the research into public use. And they are literally doing some of this in days. Also, the article talks about the cooperation between different pharmaceutical companies, um, institutions, universities, um, other organizations that, you know, even the tobacco industry is kind of interesting. They think some potential ingredient within tobacco leaves could be a ingredient to help and to help uh, either an antiviral or in the, uh, the uh, vaccine for, for dealing with viruses. Everybody from all walks of life, every business, is academic, uh, medical, they are all hands on deck trying to figure out what we did, what we have, and what we can do in the future to prevent or to create some kind of a treatment so we don't have to go through this. This is such a critical, if you think about the economic damage that this virus has caused to not only here in the United States, but also to the world. The hope is is that this will wake up not only politicians, but also other business leaders about how they produce their product, what they do, what we need as far as as strategic supplies, the updating of those supplies, and also the advancement of treatment and discovery. We have the ability, we have been given the God-given ability to solve problems and we step back and we just and we if if your mentality is it's your lot in life to go through without having any solution you are wrong god has given us the ability to solve problems and with that we will work together because in the common good not only for ourselves but also for the people that we live with we have a system of government and we have a system of capitalism of economic formation that the world has never seen before And we cannot let this tear at the very seams of what we have. These articles talk about all the advances. And if you listen listen to Dr. Fauci, you know that there is phenomenal changes because he's starting to even talk about hope. If you would like to have a copy of this article, if you'd like to have this, I'd be more than happy to send you out a free preprint of both of these articles, the one from Bill Gates, as well as the one from the Wall Street Journal. Um. If you'd like any information, give me a call. My phone number is 951-684-7011 or just simply go to my website, www.retirementunlimited.com. Until next week, folks, may you grow in wisdom and knowledge. Thank you.